Hey, this is Katie. And this is Ben. And this is the Afterglow. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Afterglow. Today, we are going to be doing Lexio, not Lectio, but Lexio Divina. And so this is us explaining the exercise. So Katie, why don't you tell us a little bit about what is Lexio Divina? Lexio Divina is Latin for sacred reading. Um, you know, I even hesitate to call it this because people are going to see Latin and think it's all of a sudden weird. Oh, yeah. And like mystical or weird new age. like It's a Harry Potter spell or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, this is um, just a practice of reading scripture that the ancient church did. Mm. Literally the early church for centuries, mm. hundreds of years, this has been happening. Um, and it's just really a slow, intentional, methodical reading of the word. Um, so Eugene Peterson talks about it as feasting on God's word. It's mm. like eating, you know, you feast on it. So you're not nibbling. It's not like it's, I'm just chewing on little things. It's like not a graze. This yeah, is yeah. a feast. Yeah. So there's um, four different kind of phases through it. Okay. Um, the first um, is the Lexio part, which is the reading. So it's really meant to be done out loud. And um, the reason for that, if you think about it, you know, the, the early church, we've talked about this before, illiterate, didn't have copies yeah. of the Bible themselves or the scriptures. So um, it was a shared communal thing. Mm. So it's meant to be done out loud. You hear things differently when you speak it out loud or when it's being read out loud and you you hear the intonation, you have to slow down a little bit. We are such an informational speed reading culture as well, that when you're doing it all in your head, it's just kind of quick, 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 you know? So it's meant to be done out loud. So um, the first the first step is Lexio, which is the reading it very, very slowly out loud. And in that, um, you notice what word or phrase sticks out to you. I had mm -hmm. one professor say, um, which one glimmers and catches your attention? Glimmers. That was wow. a little, a little much for me, but you know, it's just kind of like, which one kind of just kind of jabs at you a bit yeah. and you're like, it hooks you and uh -huh. you're like, what, what's up with that? You know? So that's that first phase. The second is, um, a meditation phase, which again, not new age yoga, weird meditation, but a slowing reflection of really thinking about that word or phrase that you noticed. What about it drew your attention? What does it mean to you? How is your life touched by that word or phrase today? Hmm. Um, so you read the passage again, noting that word or phrase, and you consider then if God is offering you an invitation in the passage to maybe do something today um, or the next few days. So um, the a good response to this, this phase is the, I sense God inviting me to whatever, hmm. and just try to fill it in with one, one sentence or phrase. Yeah, I think one of the things that's kind of made me uncomfortable doing exercises like this, like the idea of what is God inviting me into? I think I'm way more comfortable like reading something in the Bible that says do this and then do that. But for me to like sit here and and try to sense what does God want from me? What is he inviting me into? So I think that's just something that's made me uncomfortable. Would you say anything that kind of eases people as they, as they consider that? Yeah, I mean, we have to test everything with the word. So if your response is, I sense God inviting me to live out his domain of darkness <laughs> in this world by, I'd be like, well, Ben, you know, I think we're missing part it's of the like, passage yeah, this is, here. This, is, this doesn't line up. It yeah, doesn't line up. It's got to line up with the word. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, when you're in the word and you're responding to the word, I trust that the Holy Spirit is in you leading you to respond accordingly. And that in that response, there's going to be something that, that the Lord wants. Yeah. I think it's also a benefit too. Like if, if this is done in in a community kind of setting too, it's like, it's awesome. If like, you know, if somebody for some reason does feel invited from the Lord to do something that is sinful or that doesn't line up with the Bible, it's like there are other people in the room that can say, uh, hold on. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. So the third is um, a prayer response. So you respond to God in prayer, just regarding the passage. You can tell God about what you sensed or didn't sense. You can ask him um, how to help you do something or to show, show you how to do something. You can thank him for something. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just tell him what you most want to say at this time. So you just respond in prayer. The fourth is just kind of a contemplation. So you just take a few minutes to sit in silence and just enjoy God's presence. You can ask him, what is it you most want to say to me at this time or you want to show me at this time? But it's really just now in light of what you've read and what you've prayed and what you've been invited to, just sitting with him in that. Hmm. So those are the four steps. So reading, meditating, praying, and contemplating. Yeah. So the idea with Lexio, um, I didn't mention this before. It's best done with a kind of a short chunk of scripture, eight verses ish. Yeah. You know, obviously you can't do a whole chapter. It'd be take a really long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how do you draw one thing out, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's like it's kind of getting deeper into like a smaller chunk of text and kind of getting to sit and like experience that more. Absolutely. Fe- feast upon it. It's a deep dive. So yeah. it's best to, yeah, maybe like an eight to 10 um, section of scripture. We did five verses um, mm. for this example that we did. Um, and you can do it by yourself. Um, and again, it's best meant to be done out loud um, or you can do it with a group. I really love doing it with a group. Yeah. I think it's a great like group Bible study yeah. without a curriculum, yeah. you know? So um, the way you do that. It's best if you just have one person as the reader and giving the prompts. It's just kind of easiest that way. But when it comes to um, the responding of what word or phrase comes out of the text, you just start and you go in a circle. So people keep their eyes closed the whole time. You kind of maintain that reflective posture the entire time. If you start opening your eyes and then chit-chatting, it's just really distracting. Mm -hmm. So what I typically say to people is keep your eyes closed the whole time. And just as you respond, when it's your turn, you just calmly give your response in one word or phrase. Mm-hmm. You don't explain it. If you need a pass because you don't have anything, you just say, I pass. And then you, you can either come back or don't come back to you. Um, and then, you know, when you move on to the meditation part, you know, you just start with that prompt. I sense God inviting me to. Mm-hmm. And you give it in one phrase. And then you move on to the next person and everyone shares there. And then the prayer part, you pray for the person next to you in light of what they've shared already. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you were talking about, gosh, that God is, is really showing you that you're not in the domain of darkness anymore, I would pray for you regarding that. And then you would pray for the next person. And then the contemplation part, everyone just sits for a few minutes and closes the time together. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I, and I we, you know, we, we hope that we're in doing these kind of podcasts not just helping people to grow spiritually, but also empowering them to lead others into experiencing the word and experiencing God in different ways. So this seems like an awesome exercise that if people are trying to step into like spiritual leadership roles and trying to empower people to grow spiritually, be a really, really cool thing to lead people through. 
And you really can't go wrong. Yeah. I mean, the reality is there's so many like Bible study curriculums out there mm -hmm. and they are not one size fits all. Yeah. You know, you've got, you know, the Beth Moore fans and then you've got the, you know, more inductive Bible study fans yeah. and you've got the precepts people. And then you've got, you've got so many different things. It's, it's really hard to find something that's going to kind of scratch everyone's itch. Yeah. But when you're dealing literally with just the word, it's just the Bible. Yeah. It's, it's pretty hard to mess it up. That's cool. Yeah. I think one of the things I think may, <laughs> may stop people from doing something like this. Like <laughs> I'm just envisioning, you know, a bunch of college bros sitting around a room, closing their eyes and like kind of having this like meditative vibe, you know what I mean? Which is just probably something that most people and especially not guys are like comfortable with, you know what I mean? And so I think that's, I mean, sometimes it's just, you just got to get over it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Hey, like let's, let's try to step into something different so that we can try to experience God differently. You know but, what I mean? Isn't that kind of scary though? Yeah. I mean, think about it. We think it's weird to have a, you call it a meditative vibe, but a calm and quiet and mm. reflective and receptive stance to the word of God. Yeah. Yet we're going to get with a bunch of other people and like joke around and yeah. be sarcastic and whatever when we're in the word. Uh -huh. Like that to me is a little scarier. So maybe this isn't what people normally do, yeah. but perhaps it's what we need to do more of. Well, yeah, it probably just, it probably just feels intimate too. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's like I'm having to like sit here and just be very real with how the word of God is deeply impacting me. You know what I mean? And like having to share that in a room of people and vocalize that where it's like, I mean, I was for sure as we're recording this podcast, very insecure about are just, are people judging like what I am taking away from the scripture? You know what but I mean? But you're doing that anyway. Yeah. You're doing that with a written curriculum yeah. where you even have to fill in the blanks with mm -hmm. prompts. You're going to do everything that you can to sound really smart yeah. and really spiritual. Yeah, that's you true. do it in your prayer life and yeah. the way you pray. You want to pray in a certain way so that you sound a certain way. So I think if anything, this helps in that because there's not long-winded responses. The idea of doing it in a group is you you give a phrase. You're not waxing on eloquently about how you want whatever to be. You mm -hmm. know, you just you just very clearly and succinctly and calmly give your one sentence response. Yeah. I do think it's it is like an extra level of vulnerability because in like these more inductive studies, it's just intellectual. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm sharing about what my brain thinks. Whereas in a setting like this, it's, this is more what my heart feels, you know, which, which I think is just, is just more scary. And it's another layer of like vulnerability that people would have to be willing to like step into to like, like at least in a group setting. To well, do I hope like they this. do because yeah. gosh, think to do any kind of communal practice of reading the word that is not, actually real yeah that it's just mental and it's just intellectual why yeah. are we wasting our time yeah why, why be part of that bible study anyway yeah. and obviously there's ways of doing written bible studies that are heartfelt and mm -hmm. true but if if we're worried about being vulnerable mm -hmm. and showing and really sharing how we feel like the lord is speaking to us and what we're seeing in the word then what are we doing yeah no yeah that's really good so what did you think about Lexio Divina? What was it like for you? Um, I think it's really interesting. It's like, yeah, the, the first time going through it, I think it's hard to like pay attention. It's like I'm trying to hear all the words and like what jumps out and stuff like that. But then like when something jumped out and I focused on that phrase, 
then the next times we went through it, that phrase colored everything else that was being said in the passage, hmm. which I thought was really helpful. It's like all of the other, and you know, I, I don't remember all of the things in the passage, but as I'm, as I'm hearing you read them, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. That affects the reality of, you know, for me, it was the dominion of darkness, but it's talking about how, you know, God is the one who strengthens us. God is the one who gives us joy. God has already delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of light. And all of those things affect the reality of the dominion of darkness of how like God empowers us to overcome that because he's already overcome it for us. Mm. So it was just really cool. What about just the repetition, the repetitious nature of doing it over and over again? Because that's typically, I'm assuming, not how you read the Bible, right? No. Yeah. It, yeah, it did feel like I was just, re- I guess, experiencing the Bible in a different way, like as opposed to just like intellectually kind of looking at it and trying to memorize facts. It kind of was just more this fluid experience of the Bible, I guess. I love that. It's like, oh, I read my Bible this morning or I experienced the <laughs> Bible this morning. Yeah, it sounds way better. It's awesome. And it is just, it's like, I felt like I, I heard the passage the first time. But then I, you know, I latched onto that one phrase and then I, I, I do feel like you reading through it the second time was a completely different experience. Makes me think of a, uh, <laughs> what's it? makes me think of a Christopher Nolan movie. I love, I nerd out on Christopher Nolan, but it's like you watch it the first time and you don't know how it, Katie hates Christopher Nolan. So she's death glaring me right now. <laughs> but it's like you watch the movie the first time and you don't know like the plot twist at the end. But then when you know the plot twist, you can watch the movie again. And it's like a completely different movie. Um, that's what this felt like. Honestly, it's like, it's got like, it's like I latched onto that one phrase. And then as I heard all of the rest of the verse in light of that phrase, it's like, it just felt like it was a different experience of the passage with that phrase in mind. Mm. What about the pace? How is that different than what you normally do? How does that impact things? Yes. Um, yeah, I think usually when I'm reading my Bible, like in the morning, it's more like, um, Well, like, especially like when I would do like yearly plans and stuff like that. Like if there's a big chunk of the Bible that I'm trying to read, I feel like I'm kind of blowing through it really quick. Like the individual phrases don't really stick out as much. It's easier to get the gist of generally what is the passage communicating. Whereas I feel like something like this, it's easier for like specific words and kind of smaller phrases to like have more meaning and impact. So gist versus meaning and impact. Yeah. That also sounds better. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's just a difference, right? Yeah, yeah. And again, it's not to knock a Bible reading plan. Yeah. Again, you've got to read the whole Bible over and over and over. But when you do it at that rapid pace, mm-hmm. you're getting the gist of the Bible. Yeah. As opposed to a meaningful, impactful experience. Yeah. You see, and it does seem like there's a place for both. You know what I mean? Obviously, I want to study the Bible and know it and, and have a greater idea of like the themes that are like are all across the Bible. That if you read big chunks, kind of the more meaningful themes will jump out to you. But it also seems like we should have space for something like this. It feels like this is the thing that's lacking more so in the people that I talk to and for sure in my mm. spiritual life. And how long did it take? I mean, that was what, five minutes, 10 minutes? Yeah, 10. Yeah. yeah. You know, the idea is you do it with a chunk of, you know, a passage of yeah. some sort. Um, I really like to do it in a group. Mm. That's one of my favorite things. We did it last night um, on a Zoom call, actually, um, with one of our overseas teams. And I read a passage in Second Corinthians and then invited them to do each of the steps. And instead of them 
just on their own sharing their own answers. Everyone unmuted themselves and then shared their one phrase that stuck out to them. They shared what they sensed God inviting them to. And then we broke up into groups and then you prayed for the other person. And then we came back and then um, everyone turned off their screens and um, just sat in the presence of God in light of the passage. So I really like doing it in groups. I think it's a great group activity as well. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that, that sounds like this was really, really cool. That sounds even cooler because, yeah, that one phrase jumped out to me, but it would be really cool to hear like what other phrases jumped out to other people. And, and why. How they, yeah, and what? Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. where were they at and, you know, up to this point in their experience that led that phrase to jump out to them. You know what I mean? It's like a massive communal Bible study. Yeah. Without a curriculum. And I'm sure that it's like it's so, especially communally, like you would just walk away with such a deep, rich understanding of that passage, you Mm -hmm. know. And it's like I could sit there and and study that passage really, really in depth and like try to like gain a lot of like intellectual insight from the passage. But I feel like just sitting and and listening to how everybody else experienced that word could just draw a much a deeper experiential understanding of the text. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, And just what you carry away with you from the text the rest of the day and yeah. into the week, I suspect that this week you're really going to be thinking a lot about the domain of darkness mm. and how you actually are living in the kingdom Yeah, and how that impacts you and impacts how you think and how you feel and just how you behave. So I think it, it's different. It does, it does stick with you a little bit differently. Yeah. I love that. And it's, yeah, I love that this is like this exercise specifically, like going to the word. It's like, you know, we've done a couple of other exercises that have been kind of more prayer oriented and it's kind of drawing from your previous experience with the word and with God to kind of inform the direction of your prayers and to inform like how you see God. But this is like straight up just his word, the Bible speaking to you. So I think it's, that's really cool. And just to get to experience that in a different way. Yeah, it was really cool. Great. Well, yeah, in the next episode, we'll be giving an example. You'll be listening to Katie leading me through this exercise. And then the episode after that will be Katie leading through it in a way where you can just hit play and follow along. And also, we're going to be providing a PDF that you can just follow along the steps as Katie's going through them. So again, we really encourage you guys, don't just learn about these exercises, create space and actually try them out because they really are really impactful. So we'll see you guys in the next episode.